It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. Good evening. Welcome. My name is Mary Fanning, and I'm your host this evening. And with me is investigative journalist Alan Jones, where we will be continuing our series exposing that which is behind the green curtain, pulling the chain for the American people, particularly the Smith Munt media that doesn't share the truth with the American people. Welcome, Alan Jones. Thank you, Mary. So tonight we're back to continue the story as we brought the clues about to the mysterious ID on Barack Obama, the Soviet spy files, the FBI vault, and those who were connected. But a lot of that goes back to what's taken place in our country and some of the, the things that have taken place just recently, that this exposure of who Tony Blinken is, his father funding Open Society Archives to the tune of a billion dollars. That is Antony Blinken's father. So they gave so much money that it was renamed the Donald and Vera Blinken Open Society Archives. That was in Hungary. But part of what's just come to, to the fore is the information about Mike Morrell. And so Mike Morrell is that guy that was circulating the intelligence letter that he was given the directions by Tony Blinken about Hunter Biden's laptop, that it was Russian dis- disinformation when in fact it was not Russian disinformation. It was CIA disinformation. But it's also, as we exposed when, when we started talking about Blinken and, and Morrell, was also that Mike Morell is the same guy who edited the talking points and told the American people anything but the truth about Susan Rice as she proffered lies on every Sunday show about Benghazi. And Mike Morell is the one who edited out the talking points, hiding the fact that it was Al-Qaeda. And it wasn't just Al-Qaeda who had an attack on Benghazi. And he didn't just lead the, mislead the American people about Al-Qaeda and Benghazi. They knew, they knew that it was Soleimani. And that's terribly important because Soleimani, out of Iran, at the same time they were trying to cut that, that JPOT deal, making a nuclear Iran. So we now know that Mike Morrell is the same one that he, as a CIA director, came forward and he came forward to, uh, to support Hillary Clinton for president. So understand that at the time that he's supporting Hillary Clinton for president, he's the one who comes out and puts forward the information that Trump 
is an unwitting agent of Vladimir Putin. So that's important because he tries to proffer this false narrative about Donald Trump, you know, the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. And that all comes out. And the one who wrote this letter is Mike Morrell. So he wrote this column in the New York Times. So this is pretty unusual. The, you know, the ex-deputy CIA director comes out and writes a letter for his support for Hillary Clinton. And so we also now know that in January of 2016, CIA director at the time, John Brennan, he went to President Obama and he said, Hillary Clinton's going to hang this false Russia story on Donald Trump in order to distract from her own email scandal. Now, remember, James Comey had come out and he had hidden Hillary Clinton's debacle and what she had done with these emails. And he decided not to prosecute her because he said that she had no intent and it would be terribly unusual. But the fact of the matter is, it didn't make any difference whether she had intent or not, because intent didn't matter with the submariner who accidentally took a picture on a submarine and they said intent or not, you're going to prison for a year. So Hillary then, so Obama knows about this, Brennan knows about this, Mike Morell's writing letters in the New York Times to support her. And then he's, he's running, you know, this Russia collusion operation and that Trump is an unwitting agent of Putin. This is outrageous. This is, in fact, a coup d'etat. It's treason. And now we're watching Tony Blinken, Hillary Clinton, John Brennan, Barack Obama running this operation against Donald Trump. Are you flabbergasted over this, Alan? Yeah, it is stunning. And it wasn't just once. It wasn't just twice, but it was three times that Michael Morrell from the CIA actually got engaged in interfering in elections. And like you said, this isn't this wasn't the norm before for a former CIA leader to come out and endorse a political candidate. But he got together with the New York Times and went out and got behind Hillary Clinton, which was really pretty stunning. Yeah. N- not to have a politicized CIA or anything like that, right, Alan? So so he, he's part of the Benghazi operation. This is right going into Obama's reelection. He's part of attempting election interference again, supporting Hillary and bringing forward this complete fabricated story about Donald Trump and being a puppet of Putin. And then again, he comes in going into the 2020 election and he brings forward 51 intelligence experts, top intelligence experts to lie about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, that laptop from hell also was showing that the Biden family, now we know that there are 12 of them, that they had deals, that they were being paid by China and other adversaries. So it's not just Hunter Biden and his drug habits or his perversions. This is our adversaries supporting the Bidens and hiding that information from our intelligence community, the very top of our intelligence community going into an election. Again, this was election interference. It has been repeated. 
It's the trifecta. It's three times. It is treason. See it any other way? No. And I don't think they could have pulled this off without cooperation from the mainstream media. And it took a very long time for the New York Times and the Washington Post to finally come around and admit that Hunter Biden's laptop from hell was actually real, that these emails were real, that this was not a Russian information operation like the letter said it had the earmarks of being. They finally, long after they went along with Michael Morell and these 51 intelligence officers pushing this to make sure that they wheeled Joe Biden across the finish line, it was a long time before they admitted that that laptop was real. You mean Joe Biden, who didn't come out of his basement to even run for election? That Joe Biden? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, this the is one that was not on the campaign trail most of the time. Right. The man that could have eight people sitting in hula hoops on the ground, you know, how many feet apart because the Wuhan virus uh, had happened, which they didn't admit that it was a leak out of Wuhan or however it escaped out of Wuhan. Uh, this bioweapon, which, you know, Janet Yellen's now telling us to make nice with China. But this is, you know, the, the idea that in the summer of 2016, Mike Morrell took the unusual step as the former intelligence chief of openly endorsing Hillary Clinton in a New York Times op-ed. You know, I ran the CIA and now I'm endorsing Hillary Clinton. Uh, this is election interference, but from a top, a top government official promoting Russia collusion, election interference. This is pretty stunning. And some of this Mike Morrell cop to, he attempted to say, oh, you know, that Tony Blinken did this. Do we believe that? You know, seem, seemingly so. But it's also that Mike Morrell, you know, this is the same guy that came and lied about Benghazi. They knew it was Soleimani. He knew it was Soleimani. Susan Rice knew it was Soleimani. They knew it was the Iranians. And I'm still perplexed. Why would they want Iran? Why would they want one of our adversaries to be a nuclear Iran? In what way does that serve the people of the United States? So uh, a country that calls us the big Satan and the little Satan when they're speaking of the United States and of Israel, how did that serve us to make Iran a nuclear adversary instead of just adversary? How does that serve us, Alan? Well, it goes back to the perestroika deception and the Islamic bloc in which right. you had Russia and Yevgeny Primakov, who was a top Russian official. He had lots of positions, including prime minister, ambassador to Iraq, head of the intelligence service, and of course, KGB agent and a good friend of Saddam Hussein. But they put together, Primakov put together this Islamic bloc with Iraq, Iran, Sudan, also North Korea and China. They were working and with Syria Sudan. and Lebanon. Yeah. And of course the Russians. 
let's not leave out them because that's where Yevgeny Primakov was out of. So here he is working with, and we will get back to Dr. Jafar Dia Jafar, uh, Saddam Hussein's nuclear mastermind, because that also is key. But the fact that they knew that they were part of the Islamic bloc, which comes down to being part of the perestroika deception, and and still they were supporting Hillary Clinton, who was lying to the American people. You also have to understand that then Barack Obama, John Brennan, Mike Morrell, Susan Rice, they were all lying to the American people. Now, why would that be? Who do they work for? Who are they representing? Why aren't they telling the truth? Well, maybe it's because these are the Bolsheviks. Well, speaking of that, kind of brings us to thinking about what's taking place with Tucker. Tucker was starting to be apparently red-pilled. He was red-pilling himself as he started working out of his main home and was no longer in D.C. for the last year. And his narrative began to change enormously. So it was somewhat surprising because he has the biggest following. This is the this is the the one person on Fox that people still trust. And there was a reason as to what was taking place on Fox. Now, when we broke the hammer and scorecard stories, Dennis Montgomery, the CIA whistleblower, that of course Mike Morrell knew all about, because the CIA was had had commandeered illegally the hammer and they had moved it to Fort Washington, Maryland. Brennan and Clapper did that. And you have to wonder what they were thinking. But there was also someone else that knew about the hammer and scorecard. And that was since 2013. And that someone was Rupert Murdoch, who just fired Tucker Carlson, the man who had started bringing the truth to the American people. So for seven yeah. years, Fox News and Rupert Murdoch hid from the American people the information that that cable news network possessed about the cyber warfare weapon, the hammer, and also scorecard, the vote theft mechanism. Understand that scorecard works off of the hammer. It's a prismatic scoring algorithm. That means it steals the votes and in increments as they enter, uh, they leave the Secretary of State's office going into the vote vault. And so this is information that Rupert Murdoch knew about since 2013. That's stunning, isn't it? He knew about this. Yes, absolutely. And it's not an accidental omission. It's probably intentional. So this, this application was known, the Hammers application was known as scorecard. So it's like your phone and it has applications and it was used in a covert operation to steal U.S. elections. That is according to Dennis Montgomery, the CIA contractor turned whistleblower who created both the Hammer and its application scorecard. That's pretty darn interesting that 
Rupert Murdoch knew about this since 2013. And doesn't he have a responsibility to bring that? If you're going to be telling the American people the news, then I suggest that that's important to let the American people know. So as we go into this commercial break, I want the American people to understand that America Out Loud Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can listen on Media Player, from any web browser, anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps. Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on podcast on those same apps. So you can go back and re-listen to our shows. And please, this is how we bring the American people into the circle of understanding the truth. That truth that the Smith-Munt Media will not bring to you, just like Rupert Murdoch, who knew about Hammer and Scorecard because he had his own reporters recording Dennis Montgomery for a week. But we'll be back after these commercial. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. I'm your host, Mary Fanning, and with me tonight to continue our stories on those things that are going wrong in our country, that the mainstream Smith-Munt media is not telling you the truth about. And that includes Rupert Murdoch of Fox News. Welcome back, Alan Jones. Thank you very much, Mary. So 
we're looking at Rupert Murdoch and the fact that he knew about the Hammer and Scorecard since 2013. So Fox News was complicit in that information warfare campaign, the psychological warfare operation to brainwash Americans and to believing that Joe Biden won that election. Remember something, Fox News is the one who called the election early for Joe Biden. So they also were well aware of the existence of Hammer and Scorecard. So as such, Fox News was complicit by omission and hiding the cyber warfare operation to steal the election. They knew about Hammer and Scorecard. This is according to Dennis Montgomery, the CIA whistleblower. Now, the story he tells is that Montgomery tells about the cyber warfare attack on the 2020 election by foreign adversaries with domestic traders. This was an act of war. The cyber warfare operations were stealing from the American people the sacred right to vote, the right to choose their own leaders. Even when you have guys like Mike Morrell insinuating himself into election interference by putting forth disinformation, propaganda to the American people. But it's also important to know that Fox News, the network star reporter, Carl Cameron, known by his nickname, Campaign Carl, he interviewed and videotaped Dennis Montgomery, the CIA whistleblower, in 2013. Montgomery was demonstrating the use of scorecard and hammer and how it was being used to steal U.S. elections. This is according to the CIA whistleblower, Dennis Montgomery. He demonstrated to Carl Cameron how John Brennan and James Clapper during the 2012 election easily stole the state of Florida on behalf of Barack Obama. This is according to Dennis Montgomery. Now, Montgomery, we noted, we found in court documents, Alan, we found in Judge Richard Leone information that Montgomery's electronic data and his recorded testimony was put for security purposes with the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community, correct? Yes, that was uh, very important information that shows that these hard drives were real and that the testimony that Dennis Montgomery gave in the skiff at the FBI's Washington field office, a claim that he made that that apparently did happen because the judge in his writings referred to that information going to the ICIG. So that was pretty interesting information because Montgomery demonstrated to Carl Cameron with a camera operator. They spent a week, according to Montgomery, videotaping him as he demonstrated how hammer and scorecard work. Now, so not only does Montgomery tell that this is what Carl Cameron and Fox News and their camera operators did in 2013, but we also have the documentation from Judge Richard Leone that uh, not only did Dennis Montgomery receive two immunity agreements, but also Judge Richard Leone puts his recorded testimony that he gave to the FBI and the Washington, D.C. field office skip in December of 2015 to the inspector general of the intelligence community. So that's in legal documents, Judge Richard Leone's court documents. That's documented there. But 
also the story that Montgomery tells about Carl Cameron, and he gave this information to Fox News. Now, the whistleblower tapes that came out of a federal judge, his courtroom, Judge G. Murray Snow out of Maricopa County, those tapes we then found after we wrote about them were never to become public, according to Mike Zullo. And Montgomery tells how Cameron, he videotaped Montgomery and his demonstration. He did this in, in front of four other individuals. When Montgomery asked Cameron for a copy of the tape and where the tape had gone to, Cameron told Montgomery that the Murdochs had confiscated, confiscated the tapes. That's according to Montgomery, that Carl Cameron told him that the Murdochs had confiscated this tape showing the demonstration of Hammer and Scorecard. That is a big deal, wouldn't you say? Yes. And one of the reasons why it is such a big deal is because if the story about Hammer, the way it's been portrayed to us from CIA contractor turned whistleblower, Dennis Montgomery was true, and it happened under the watch of Barack Obama and his vice president, Joe Biden, that would have been devastating for any future election prospects for Biden. And so by doing that, by confiscating these tapes, if that's what happened, that would have been election interference on the part of the Murdochs by hiding this information from the American people. Yeah. Montgomery also tells that, according to Dennis Montgomery, who still needs to be brought before Congress under oath and tell these same stories under oath, but he also tells that Carl Cameron started asking him for detailed private information about conservative activist John Voigt and Clint Eastwood and all kinds of other conservatives connected to Donald Trump. So Carl Cameron's trying to get data private information on conservatives who were connected to Donald Trump. Montgomery says he believed that uh, at that point he began to realize that Carl Cameron and Fox News had no intention of broadcasting Carl Cameron's reports about Hammer and Scorecard. He also says, according to Montgomery, that Carl Cameron was asking him for information about Roger Ailes, Megyn Kelly, and also the Murdoch family as well. So the FBI and the DOJ have been in possession of this information regarding Hammer and Scorecard, not only since August of 2015 when he first gave them the 47 hard drives, but again in December of 2015 when he went into the FBI field office skiff and gave sworn recorded testimony in December of 2015. It's really hard to imagine that this this is going on in our government. You know, America, the beautiful, uh, an incredible constitution. Uh, that, that this is the best our government officials can do. So in December of 2015, after the FBI verified all of Montgomery's 47 hard drives, he had two special agents, Barnett and Giardina. They came to Florida. They picked up the, the, uh, the 47 hard drives. They debriefed Montgomery for three hours in a videotaped a deposition while he was under oath. And um, Montgomery says that he spent a large part of that debriefing session 
uh, specifically talking about scorecard. So again, the same information that he had given to Carl Cameron that he had recorded that the uh, Murdochs had confiscated. So uh, Montgomery then uh, received two immunity agreements. So if he had lied to the FBI, we'd expect that he would be in prison. He's not, but this is the testimony that he gives. And we've written extensively about this. In fact, we started writing about this in 2015 when those, what we dubbed the whistleblower tapes leaked out of uh, federal judge G. Murray Snow's courtroom. So uh, if he hadn't told the truth, you would think that he, again, would be in prison. Montgomery also told that he was required by the FBI and the Department of Justice to provide the source code to scorecard as part of his immunity agreement. This was under James Comey and under the um, uh, FBI general counsel, James Baker, who it has come to the fore, James Baker, who moved to Twitter and started censoring people's work, including our pieces on Hammer and Scorecard. That information was dropped by Elon Musk and Matt Taibbi on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas, America. Here's the here's the detailed information about what they were hiding from you. Is that correct, Alan? Yes. And we also know that Baker was well aware of Dennis Montgomery because of testimony that he gave before Congress in October 2018. Now, this was closed door testimony, but because a member of Congress ended up leaking this testimony out, that's the way we found out about it. And these are Baker's own words. Remember, this was the general counsel of the FBI who later became deputy general counsel of Twitter. And he said in October 2018, before Congress, can I just, I'm turning to the Bureau to describe this. So his client was an individual named Dennis Montgomery, who I believe, to my best of my recollection, he said that he had been a U.S. government contractor and in the course of that work had come across evidence of unlawful surveillance by the government of Americans and including government officials and wanted to give that information to the Bureau, which eventually did take place, end quote. And of course, that evidence was the 47 hard drives that he turned over in the Miami field office and then subsequently his depositions that he gave in the Washington, D.C. FBI field office in the SCIF. So James Baker said that Dennis Montgomery told him they had evidence of government unlawful government officials surveilling Americans and other government officials. Montgomery also says that that was for the purpose of blackmail and leverage. He told that they were surveilling Supreme Court justices, 109 members of Congress, 156 Article III judges, business leaders, and most particularly Donald Trump a zillion times. So this information was also given to Carl Cameron. Carl Cameron had the recordings. He said that the Murdochs confiscated this. It's hard to understand why the Murdochs would do this. It's hard to understand the whole lawsuit that just took place um, as well. But perhaps what's not as difficult to understand is when you start understanding who Rupert Murdoch is and 
And maybe someone should be asking Rupert Murdoch and the Murdochs why they confiscated these video recordings of Dennis Montgomery, which they did on two separate occasions. Remember something, the data was an extraordinary amount of data. According to Montgomery, and this is in in, uh, government documents. So this is not anything other than exactly what Montgomery told is that he turned over 47 hard drives that contained 90 terabytes of data, 90 terabytes of data. And that that data, when the documents were stacked one upon the other, stood 30 miles high. This isn't just a couple of file folders. This was awful lot of data that was collected on Americans. And remember something, the CIA holds no charter to spy on Americans. And I think that that's why that was so important, the information that Montgomery gave to the FBI and to FBI general counsel, because he was giving 47 hard drives of 90 terabytes of data that was seemingly illegally collected. Now, remember the whistleblower tapes. This information was described as far beyond anything that was disclosed by Snowden. In fact, the phrase that was used was, and I believe this was a quote, a secondhand quote from Montgomery saying Snowden is a punk. He doesn't have anything like what was collected with this hammer system. Yeah, um, I believe that was um, Tim Blixith, his one-time partner in Blixware. And he said that Snowden's a punk. There's He just has nothing compared to what Montgomery had done. And, you know, if Montgomery has this data, now Mike Lindell has subsequently become his um, partner. And so that election data that was collected in the 2020 election, so rather than, you know, that that has to be uh, testimony needs to come before Congress. And so if scorecard was being used to clone identical blocks of votes across multiple states, flipping votes in in favor of Joe Biden, that information needs to come to the fore. Because if we don't have fair and balanced elections, you know, like kind of fair and balanced, like we all thought that uh, Fox was going to be, which that turned out not to be the case, America no longer exists as a uh, constitutional republic. And so this information, remember something else, Alan, about Aaron Mishkin, the decision desk at Fox News, where he called the vote early for Joe Biden? You remember that? That was very controversial when that happened. Yeah, he, he called the vote. Everyone thought that was a controversy. So who's Aaron and Mishkin? And it wasn't the first time. No, when was the time before that? Uh, the time before that was during the 2012 election, which was when Barack Obama was reelected. And reportedly, he called Ohio early. Boy. So he also called early for Hillary Clinton. He had voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. So 
he came under criticism for calling the 2020 election early for Joe Biden. So when you have a guy who's telling that he's, you know, has voted for Hillary Clinton and that's who he's supporting and he calls the election and uh, can only have so many anomalies when it doesn't look like it's an accident, right? So Michigan on election night, November 2020, he called Arizona for Biden before any other major news outlet. Wow. Well, it's difficult to understand when people are inserting themselves into elections and they don't believe that, you know, this this apparently is much like Stalin. It matters not who votes, only who counts the vote. You know, we talked to, and people should look at the new book Debunked, where they show that there were 200,000 more votes than voters in Pennsylvania. 200,000 more votes than there were voters. How does anyone think that that's not an issue, a problem? It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't add up. And the American people, I think that they look and they say, oh, gosh, how did this guy have so many people that were showing up for him, not only inside of every venue, but also twice that amount outside waiting to get in. So as we go into this commercial break, and we will be back for our third segment, all of our shows go to podcasts typically one or two days after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stritcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe and rate the shows on Apple Podcasts. And we appreciate that and we appreciate our listeners. So we will be back. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and iHeartRadio. 
where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, on the National Security Hour with our intel and military experts. Welcome back, Alan Jones. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for joining us. This is so important that the American people understand some of the things that have taken place. Carl Cameron, who Carl Cameron is, who Aaron Mishkin is, calling the elections early, confiscating video from Fox News. It starts to make what happened with Tucker Carlson puts it in some sort of context. So is Montgomery revealing to Carl Cameron and and Rupert Murdoch knew about this. And according to Montgomery, Montgomery, Brendan Clapper were harvesting all of the surveillance data for the purpose of blackmail and leverage. But there was an interesting dinner between President Obama's Iranian board White House advisor, Valerie Jarrett, and the Fox News owner, Rupert Murdoch. They got together for an intimate dinner, a strategy session, so to speak, where they shared their deep enthusiasm for immigration reform, according to the Washington Examiner. Valerie Jarrett said, can you believe if anyone had told me five and a half years ago, I would be sitting with Rupert Murdoch. Well, maybe she shouldn't be so surprised because some of the information that we understood about Rupert, but also as the two of them talked about immigration reform, Did that mean open borders with the whole world flowing into the United States and American people being given the bill? Did that mean that they were referring to the operation that was going to come from Mayorkas with open borders? Or was that a reference to Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and George W. Bush now working in concert with an NGO to start flying people from across the globe? refugees into the United States, because the only one that gets the bill for that is the American people. Why? Because the government has no money unless they confiscate it for the American people. Pretty much like what they're doing with the new mortgages, where they're saying that those who have good credit, et cetera, can pay higher rates than those who have had bad credit and not taken care uh, to save or to watch their credit they can start supplementing other people's mortgages. This seems an awful lot like those ninja loans that Barack Obama was putting into place before. But Alan, what was taking place with Rupert Murdoch and Valerie Jarrett? So we really should not be surprised that those two got together. Now let's review what we know about Valerie Jarrett. It was revealed that her family had connections to Soviet spies, in particular, Alfred Stern. And so we covered that in the couple programs before this. Now, what is Rupert Murdoch doing with Valerie Jarrett, whose family was connected to Soviet spy Alfred Stern? Well, maybe this quote from The Guardian from Steve Hewlett will answer that question. So Steve Hewlett revealed in The Guardian on April 27, 2013, quote, I knew Rupert Murdoch had been to Oxford University, but I didn't know he was a dyed-in-the-wool socialist. He had a bust of Lenin on his Worcester College mantelpiece and, according to one contemporary, was even close to the Oxford Communist Party. Having attended a daily worker rally in London, 
Young Murdoch and his friend were late back and locked out of college. Murdoch apparently produced the key to the Oxford Party headquarters. Now, that's a reference to the Oxford Communist Party. So wait a minute. So, so Rupert Murdoch was the the holder of the key, the keys to the kingdom of the Oxford Communist Party headquarters? That's what Steve Hewlett is saying here in The Guardian in 2013. Hmm. Early the next morning, once the first London train had arrived, in came a man in a Lenin-style cap with a red star on the front, bearing that day's daily workers, addressing Murdoch thus, quote, morning, comrade. Comrade. Hmm. I don't know a lot of Americans that reference one another as comrade, unless, of course, you're talking about the CPUSA and, you know, Anita Dunn, whose favorite philosopher is Mao that killed a hundred million of his own people. I mean, had anyone ever imagined that this could take place in the United States of America? No, they had not. So continue with, this isn't just Rupert Murdoch. This goes into the Murdoch family, right? Uh, Yes, okay. So, well, let's also point out that Rupert Murdoch had visited Cuba as well, communist Cuba. But the right. proclivity for brutal communist dictators seems to run in the Murdoch family. Rupert Murdoch's son, James Murdoch, provided financial backing for the establishment of raucous records in the mid-1990s. And here's a quote, okay, from Vanity Fair. At the raucous office in New York, James hung a poster of Chairman Mao on his wall. Now, wait a minute. So James has a portrait of Chairman Mao, Anita Dunn's favorite philosopher who killed a million of his own people, buried alive 67,000 students. And, And James Murdoch, keeps a poster of Mao on the walls of his office while his father kept a bust of Lenin in his room at Oxford. That's what we're getting from The Guardian and Vanity Fair. And then James donates. Alan, this is like a bad dream. Yeah, so James Murdoch and his wife, Catherine, quote, made significant donations to the campaigns of Pete Buttigieg, who is now, of course, Biden's transportation secretary, and later Joe Biden. That's according to The Intercept. Yeah, so it's perfectly understandable that one would support Pete Buttigieg into office, right? Pete Buttigieg, who couldn't even keep the potholes fix in South Bend, Indiana. And it has a problem even showing up for work. Showing up in Ohio after that train derailment. Well, why would he show up? I mean, he could be infected with the poisons that are in the air and what they're doing to those poor 
American souls that are, are living and fighting what's taking place there. Wow. James and Catherine also contributed 1.2 million to the uh, Biden Victory Fund. And he also donated to Democrats in Arizona. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, that's according to a uh, CNBC report. Hmm. So it's pretty hard to uh, imagine that these people apparently are looking and support the idea of a Marxist utopia. So comrades um, Murdoch and some of the others are teaming up to destroy our economy, our jobs, uh, the new America, unlimited H-1B visas. Mayorkas at the, at the you know, now we're, we're hearing about it's the amount of people coming through the Darien Gap, the Chinese that look like military, unlimited H-1B visas. How do you support something like the new America? What does that mean to you, Alan? Well, this sounds like the transformation that Barack Obama was talking about when you talk about the new America. That's not the old America, which is the America of capitalism and freedom. So in at the new America, they had a um, Murdoch, who had been the chief executive of News Corp., they started discussing what this new coalition of mayors and business leaders would be um, lobbying for sensible immigration reform. They said that we needed more skilled professionals. And so they needed to bring in more work visas and for people to graduate from our universities. And uh, is, that, is that what it looks like what they're bringing over our borders right now? Uh, that and a whole lot more. Now, Fox News, they've done, it appears, almost all of their reporting on the southern border down in Texas. But I haven't seen any reports from the Darien Gap with them sending a Fox crew down there into the jungles of Central America to show these military-aged Chinese guys coming through on their way to the U.S. Have you? I'm actually on Fox in the morning, I saw Michael Yan. Michael Yan sent me his video that he was on it reporting, but they have not been covering that information. And clearly, the, that is not being brought to the American people as to what is happening. There's not anything that is taking place at our border or under the Biden administration that is beneficial to the United States. Open borders, the idea that, um, as you said, Rupert visiting Cuba and coming back and singing Castro's praises, that's, that's a bit much, don't you think? Yeah, and that really puts Rupert Murdoch on the same level as the founder of CNN, Ted, Ted Turner, you know, who was a big fan of the Castros in communist Cuba. Boy. So interestingly, Murdoch had been married to uh, suspected what some say Chinese communist spy, Wendy Deng. And 
it's really sort of despicable to think that he was lavishing praise on Fidel Castro after visiting Havana shortly before the Cuban Missile Crisis. So it's not particularly natural that he would, you know, here's a guy who comes to America. Remember, he's an Australian by way of Great Britain and Tony Blair, uh, who was godfather to his children, labor leader. The labor leaders are like the union leaders in, in America. These are not conservatives at all. So the whole idea that the Murdoch empire is about conservatism is just not correct. It's not really. Even the New York Post is not as conservative as it might be because they actually ran several stories uh, after the election. One of the cover stories, it said, it's Joe time with a picture of Joe Biden basically announcing that he's going to be the president. And then they had another New York Post story that said, stop the insanity with a picture of Trump. So Trump is the insanity and Joe time is a good idea. So open borders, cutting off your spigots, handing your petroleum reserve to China as we're facing a two front war. All that makes sense to, uh, to the Bolsheviks? It does make sense to the Bolsheviks because they're working with China. So gosh, Michael Morrell, not telling the American people the truth. He comes out and gives a statement and lies about Hunter Biden's laptop. He also previously lied about Benghazi. Supported Hillary Clinton. Go ahead. That sounds like uh, election interference to me. Well, it's, it's that they have a whole team of Bolshevik revolutionaries in place, because then you've got, you know, Blinken, who worked for Obama, who Obama called outstanding. And Blinken was now implicated in this political cover up that absolutely was election interference that made all the difference in the 2020 election. So. Blinken was a made man of the Biden administration. This, these facts now put the Biden family that the intelligence community is working to keep the information, the spies who lie are taking direction from the government officials who direct them to lie. This is pretty stunning. You know, the premier family of corruption, the premier league of corruption, the, the goat of all corruption, the greatest of all time, the Bidens. None of us have ever heard of anything like this where our government officials are being paid off by our adversaries or our government officials are hiding that our adversaries are the ones who killed our people, our ambassador at Benghazi, that they actually hide that while they're trying to make a nuclear Iran. What in Pete's sake do these people have in mind? How is Antony Blinken funding and his family funding George Soros? Why does George Soros have a voice at all? Why does a Nazi collaborator have a, a large voice 
in this country? Why does a Nazi collaborator fund people who are burning cities in the United States or putting in place DAs? Why is a million dollars going to a campaign that's putting in place a DA who's for the first time attempting over and over again to indict a U.S. president? Or now that we know that Joe Biden is the one who gave direction to raid Mar-a-Lago. Has anyone ever seen anything like this before? Well, there is a similarity between George Soros and Red Rupert Murdoch. They were both foreign nationals that were given the privilege of United States citizenship and used that to basically turn against their new country and support the Bolsheviks. Well, it's pretty important that you're looking at Twitter, Facebook, Fox News. They are, at this point, censoring the truth. They're not giving the truth to the American people. They're preventing the truth from getting out to the American people in the Smithmont media. And when you have people like James Baker, or I should say General Counsel, Deputy General Counsel James Baker, censoring the truth from the American people, you're seeing the same thing from Fox. And perhaps that's why he got rid of Tucker, because Tucker had the temerity to actually tell the truth. Yes. So the Tucker story is very big. I think we're going to hear a lot more about that in the coming days and weeks. Well, it looked like Tucker left Washington, D.C., and in some ways he red-pilled himself. So once out of the the D.C. swamp, he started to see things a little differently. And maybe the fact that he has children and he was hoping to leave a free country to his children, that he actually came forward and started bringing the truth to the American people. So I think we all have a responsibility to be bringing the truth to the American people for the next generation. And I thank our audience for joining us tonight. It's important that they bring this truth, share this, this truth with the American people, your, your fellow Americans, because only as we stand shoulder to shoulder and bring the truth that the Smith-Munt media doesn't, will the people learn the truth, particularly now that they've put a plug in Tucker uh, Carlson's mouth and, and tried to take his microphone away. So thank you for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear and the epic battle to defend the United States of America.